0: Hello, it's Tax Credit Tuesday. I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is the Novogradic Report on Tax Credits. This weekly podcast was presented by Novogradic & Company, LLP, a national accounting and consulting firm. Novogratic & Company offers a full spectrum of services, including audit, tax, valuation, extra witness and litigation support, property compliance, and general consulting services. Check us out on the web at www.novoco.com. Today is Tuesday, February 24th, 2009. This week, we will talk about some of the responses from the housing, energy, and community development industry to the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, commonly referred to as ARA, or the Recovery Act. Even though the Recovery Act has now been signed into law, there are currently more questions than answers regarding how its provisions will be implemented. We will hold a live webinar on Wednesday, February 25th, to summarize the many changes and, more importantly, share our insights regarding many of the unanswered questions. More about the webinar later. Generally speaking, housing, energy, and community development leaders are hopeful that the newly enacted provisions will bolster affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy. They're eager to put the tax credit enhancements into action, but at this early stage they must wait for guidance from state and federal agencies. For their part, those agencies have indicated they are already developing plans and policies to put the new law to use. Immediately following the law's enactment last week, Community Development Financial Institutions Fund Director Donna Gambrell released a statement about the signing of the American Recovery Act. She said that the CDFI Fund is mobilizing quickly to expeditiously deploy its new funding. She said that a detailed announcement will be released shortly by the CDFI Fund to provide further guidance regarding the implementation strategy and schedule. Part of the funding provided by the Recovery Act is $3 billion of New Market Tax Allocation Authority. The $3 billion is divided equally between fiscal year 2008 and fiscal year 2009. In addition, the legislation appropriates an additional $100 million, of which $90 million will apply to the CDFI program, $8 million to the Native Initiatives Program, and $2 million to administrative expenses. As soon as the promised guidance is released by the CDFI Fund, Novografton Company will post it online at www.NewMarketsCredits.com and inform our Industry Alert subscribers via email. Renewable Energy Tax Credits also received a boost from the Recovery Act, and last week the Renewable Energy Community indicated it's ready to start putting that boost to work. Denise Bode, CEO of the American Wind Energy Association, and Roan Resch, President and CEO of the Solar Energy Industries, Also, both issued press releases commending Congress and the President on their actions. As industry leaders digest the new energy provisions, the pros and cons of the new investment tax credit option that allows you to claim the investment tax credit in lieu of production tax credits is being assessed. Industry leaders are also eagerly awaiting the implementation of the rule that will allow certain energy tax credits to be exchanged with the Treasury Department for cash. At this point, great uncertainty remains about how the provisions related to the long-term tax credit will be implemented. In a memo released on the seventeenth of February, California Tax credit Allocation Committee Director, also known as the TCAC Executive Director, Bill Paveo, said that TCAC is awaiting notice as to how much of the two point two billion dollars of LHTC Gap Filler Home Funds California will receive. TCAC does predict that it will receive almost certainly more than $250 million. In a memo released yesterday, February 23rd, in an effort to give California time to develop rules regarding how gap filler home funds will be used and how the $0.85 credit exchange option will be implemented, Executive Director Paveo postponed the first application due date from April 6, 2009 to a date to be determined in the future. In the memo explaining the postponement, Executive Director Proveo notes that TCAC will almost certainly make federal cash resources available to some sponsors with current tax credit reservations, as well as to some sponsors applying for credits in 2009. In order to fully disclose its direction to prospective 2009 applicants, TCAC decided to delay the round. TCAC will disclose the new 1st round application deadline as soon as they're able to establish the timing for adopting new regulations. TCAC staff still envisions two competitive rounds for 2009, but also anticipates adjusting the 2nd round application deadline as well. Staff will promptly determine a reasonable timeline for regulation adoption and announce a new schedule as soon as possible. Other state housing finance agencies, including the New York Division of Housing and Community Renewal, the North Carolina Housing Finance Agency, the Tennessee Housing Development Authority, and the Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority, have released similar statements indicating that they are currently reviewing the new law. The state agencies themselves are also awaiting guidance from the federal level regarding the timing and availability of funds provided by the Recovery Act. And until they get that information, it will be difficult for the state agencies to establish policy. Novogratz Company is monitoring these announcements from each state housing agency on a state-by-state basis. As soon as state or federal guidance is released, we will post them online at www.taskcredithousing.com. As information is released and it warrants, we'll also send out breaking news to our industry alert subscribers. Meanwhile, the affordable housing industry has made a point of publicly welcoming the changes included in the new law. For example, Enterprise Community Partners released a statement last week commending Representatives Charles Rangel, Barney Frank, John Oliver, Maxine Waters, and Nancy Pelosi, as well as Senators Christopher Bond, Maria Cantwell, Patty Murray, Christopher Dodd, Harry Reid, Jack Reid, and Herbert Cole for their leadership in ensuring congressional passage of the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009. In the statement, Enterprise President and CEO Doris Kuh said, By passing this legislation, Congress has acknowledged the need to restart stalled and stretched affordable housing development throughout the nation. In its statement, Enterprise said it was disappointed that the new law does not include a provision that would increase the carryback for the LIHTC New Markets Tax Credit and Energy Tax Credits from one to five years, for colliders claimed in 2008 and 2009. The carryback provision would help keep existing investors in the LIHTC program and reassure new investors. Also excluded from the final legislation is Senator Cantwell's amendment that would have allowed taxpayers to claim 20% of the LHTC in each of the first three years, with the remaining 40% being claimed during the final seven years of the LHTC credit period. Supporters of the provision say it would help to attract new investors to the program while maintaining the efficiency of the government subsidy. In last week's statement, Charles R. Werhain. Enterprise Community Investment Vice Chairman and Chief Operating Officer said, quote, "Enterprise urges Congress to include measures designed to revitalize the LIHTC investment in future legislation." Close quote. In addition to the provisions we've discussed in today's podcast, the new law contains a variety of other tax provisions. These other tax provisions as well as a lot more detail about what we've covered today will be described in the webinar we'll present tomorrow. There's still time to sign up for the session which will cover the housing, energy, and new market tax credit provisions of the Recovery Act of 2009. The webinar will be presented live from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, Pacific Standard Time. But if you are unable to tune in at that time, a recording of the webinar will be available for download shortly after the session is complete. For details or to register, please go to www.novoco.com/events. We have much to talk about, including how the Internal Revenue Service views the taxability of grants to LHTC partnerships funded by credit exchange dollars. We think you'll find it interesting. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I'd like to mention an upcoming event that may be of interest to listeners. On Wednesday last week, the City of Fund announced that the next meeting of its Community Development Advisory Board will be coming up on Thursday, March 5th. The next meeting will be held via telephone conference from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The next meeting of the Advisory Board will be open to the public, but public participation will be limited to 25 individual phone lines. Anyone who would like to have the Advisory Board consider a written statement must submit it to the Office of Public and Legislative Affairs by 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, February 27th. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Please join us again next week when we will discuss several items that we think you'll find of interest. First, we'll talk about the pros and cons of energy developers opting to take the investment tax credit on the placement and service of energy facilities in lieu of the production tax credit. Second... We'll discuss the status of the exchange program that allows certain energy tax credits to be exchanged with the Treasury Department for cash. And third, we'll discuss the latest updates now states might implement the LHTC credit exchange program. And as a final reminder, please sign up for our two hour webinar tomorrow on the Recovery Act. This is Michael Novogradic. I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.